0: So it's almost like like Tom Brady had like predicted this or like could see this coming. Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens your hosts nick and nate will evaluate study and understand sports patterns tendencies and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect just like weatherman but way more accurate so if you like to pick games or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else you are in the right place enjoy the show Hey everybody, welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. This is Nathan, co-host Nick here, wrapping up our NFL preview today. We're going to hit our final two divisions, you know, because it's mid-August, preseason started, football's back. We got it. We got to get these predictions in here before before the season kicks off because it is right around the corner.
1: Absolutely. We're going to start with the dog days of summer in the NFC North where it's still warm good temperaments, and we're going to cover those teams. We're going to start with last year's NFC North division champion, the Green Bay Packers. A lot of um, headlines being captured by this team early on, but seems to be settling down to some degree. What's your outlook on the Bay Packers, Nathan?
0: Yeah, my outlook on the Green Bay Packers. So obviously... Initially, it was quite uh, unknown, bleak. Not sure what's going to happen. Just a bad chemistry between coach, quarterback, um, GM, and whatnot. But that seems to have cleared up a bit. Well, maybe not cleared up a bit, but we know who's going to be quarterback. And so, initially, I had Green Bay kind of digressing here, but I kind of look at this. I kind of look at this from a different point of view. Obviously. Aaron Rodgers is there. Obviously, um, Devontae Adams is there. Everyone's there. And I feel like the the situation that they did here made everybody happy. Green Bay gets Aaron Rodgers for at least one more year. They may have some false hope that he's going to stay after this year, regardless. But they know he's here this year. Aaron Rodgers knows after this year, he gets to decide where he wants to go. So I felt like the two met in the middle, um, which is good. But here's the thing: Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers are both free agents next year, and in my opinion, they're both playing for that next contract. Aaron Rodgers still has the fire in him; he doesn't want to go anywhere. He's not he's not going to retire anytime soon. So, how he performs and how he does this year is going to play huge impact on where he signs and for how much next year. You know, um, and I already have some teams in mind. Uh, where he could go so I think even though maybe the relationship's still rocky I I think Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are going to come out and play their butts off because they have a lot to prove especially as they're going to be going into the free agent market you know after this season so I think this team end up does fairly well I think they'll, they'll play well because Aaron Rodgers really doesn't care about Green Bay at this point but he cares about his own marketability in his own stock and so does Devonte adams so i think you're going to see a big year from aaron a big year from Devonte, because they're buds they're playing for each other and i could even see them signing for the same team next year somewhere else because they're both going to be free agents so i i ultimately think they're going to have a big year simply because aaron cares about the players on the in the organization but not for the organization and he knows he's got a way out after this year so long story short even though i already made it long i think green bay actually does better than what i initially predicted even though the relationship is a little bit rocky and and yeah i think they i think they'll make some noise there in the nfc and battle for that top spot
1: not a whole lot to argue with with what you said with green bay definitely interesting situation developing on what was going to happen i never really believed in the hype of he was going to be traded just too much money for that to happen if anything was going to happen i thought retirement but by aaron indicated it wasn't really on the table they retained some core pieces but they also let some puzzling pieces go and jamal williams and lindsley um pieces i'll be interested to see will they be okay or won't they be okay with i think they'll be fine overall especially considering what the rest of the division looks like but green bay is going to be an interesting project see what happens Aaron can make pretty much any wide receiver look great. That was the puzzling thing of this whole ordeal of like where the disconnect was. But right now, like you said, things are smoothed out enough for this season. We'll see what happens in the future with that. And interesting to see what moves they make beyond that. But yeah, I think they're set up to be continue on that trend of having a prosperous season. Moving on to the next team in the division, team that actually finished second, was the Chicago Bears. What are you seeing from them, Nathan?
0: I'm a big fan of Matt Nagy. Um, I just I feel like he hasn't had, obviously, the quarterback and the weapons that he's needed there. He's an offensive-minded coach, but the defense has always been strong, and I still think they're going to be strong. Um, I think this really depends on when does Justin Fields play and how well he's going to do. I think the sooner he can play and if he blossoms, I think this is a team that could be on the up and up and um, make some noise so I I have this team improving well they made the playoffs last year but like I have them improving but not necessarily having a better record simply because you know I think there's going to be some bumps in the road as a rookie quarterback um, in Justin Fields because but maybe the record won't show an improvement from last year I think overall there's going to be better morale and improvement in the long term simply because they have an identity and a direction, and they have that coach-quarterback combination that they've always been looking for.
1: The big question for Chicago is, when does Justin Fields start? Just as you mentioned, they moved up in the draft to try to get him, so obviously they believe he is the future. How long does Andy Dalton hold on to the reins? And that's probably where I give hesitation to the success that the win-loss column will show for Chicago this up- upcoming season. Andy Dalton, yes, he's a good backup to have, and he can bring some stability to that position when there's an injury, but does he still have it in him to be the starter? How long will that be? How much success will you truly have with that? I definitely think the franchise is going to keep making those bigger moves as the seasons progress to build around Justin Fields, but for this season, they're just building to have a stable franchise because, like you said, they made playoffs, so there's not too many things terribly wrong with the team, but there's definitely room for growth for that team. Next up, the Minnesota Vikings. What do you have for them, Nathan?
0: I have a very disappointing year for Minnesota. I think there's some disconnect, obviously, outside of football with the other things going on in this (laughs) country with the virus and everything between coach and players there. Uh, I think that people don't quite see eye to eye on on where things need to be regarding that situation i i I sense kirk cousins isn't happy there anymore i sense mike zimmer's on the hot seat and he's in a sense not happy there anymore Um, i just think it's gonna be a down year i think mike zimmer's out after this year um and i just see the vikings being very disappointing uh this season maybe the wins and losses may be similar to last year but i think in general you're gonna get this vibe of like yeah, Minnesota just didn't really meet expectations, especially with that second-year wide receiver, uh, Justin Jefferson, expect, probably expected to make a p- pretty huge uh, sophomore leap. And I, I just see more people digressing in Minnesota than progressing, and I, I I think a few people are on the hot seat.
1: When Mike Zimmer was hired for Minnesota, I thought he brought a lot of stability and promise to the program. and. It's been up and down, quite frankly. season ago, had a disconnect with Stefan Diggs. They traded him away. I don't know if it was particular with Mike Zimmer, but with the organization itself and usually pay or something like that. I can't quite recall. But last season, Minnesota started off slow. They got hot about middle of the season and just missed out on the playoffs. They were one game behind Chicago, missing out on that final playoff spot. I 100% agree that Zimmer is on the hot seat. I think this is a make or break year for him, just like the coaching tree he came from in Marvin Lewis. I think his time here in Minnesota is coming to an end sooner than later. It's just a question of will he produce enough to maybe give belief or faith back in the organization? I am not feeling strong about that. We'll get to that with wins and losses. The last team in the NFC North would be the Detroit Lions. Nathan, what are you seeing from them?
0: Well, they have a Super Bowl quarterback on the roster. <laughs> um... That's about all I can say. Minus the Houston Texans, I think this is probably going to be the second worst team. Campbell was an interim coach in Miami a long time ago, and he's not a bad coach. He's a really good coach. I actually liked him, but he was good in the moment. Long-term longevity, I'm not sure if he's the right guy. He's a good hurrah coach. He's good in the moment, but to to lead a franchise, I don't know if he has that demeanor. They lost a lot of pieces in the offseason they're obviously in rebuild mode. Um, I feel bad for golf. This is the situation they're in and I, I just I feel like they're it's just if you're an alliance fan, you're just you're going to have to wait a a, a little bit <laughs> until they're going to be good again.
1: Not much to argue about that analysis there Detroit Lion fans. Yeah, it's going to be another year of well, maybe the next season's our season. A lot of pieces they let go or traded away or moved on from and then brought in some pieces to replace them, but when you were a disappointing team last season and you replaced a lot of pieces, um, Sewell, they're they're saying lots of good things about training camp, but I, I don't know that it's going to be, that's not a playmaker that's going to do a lot. Yes, he'll give you stability to the line, but Detroit, it's going to be another rough season. I think you're going to be a high draft pick again, so hopefully you can get another player that will help start filling that void and you'll start filling the hole and be more competitive in the division but I'm not feeling good about them this season as well so this brings us to the nfc north where do we think the team stack up what wins are they going to be fourth in division i'll go and go first i have the detroit lions being the fourth team in this division i have the, the over under is four and a half i have them getting four wins i think that's a sympathy on my part i really had three wins but i'm like usually they surprise or maybe a team at the top division will start resting their players a little earlier and they sneak one away but i have four wins but that's more of a sympathy i feel like it's more of three what do you have nathan
0: well i got your three wins so yeah four and a half that seems kind of high for me so yep three, i got i got three wins so i'm doing the under
1: all right who do you have for third place in this division
0: uh i got the vikings uh third place in this division let's see are the over unders nine i have them at eight. Um, I think right now, I think eight's a little favorable, <laughs> but right now I, I just think they have too much talent to, to probably do less
1: than eight. But I think they have other issues they're dealing with, but
0: I'm, I, I'm going to still pick the under.
1: Very good. I actually have the Chicago bears as the third team in this division. And uh, just, the quarterback carousel that's going to inevitably happen. Dalton is replaced with Justin Fields. How will Justin Fields adapt to the field? Not give me a strong indication that he's going to come out strong just because, of just trying to learn the NFL. Not saying he can't be successful. It's just I'm not sure. So with that unknown, I'm going to have them third with seven wins. This, the over under for them was seven and a half. So I'm just going slightly under, not a lot under. But I have Chicago Bears third. You have Vikings. Who do you have as second, Nathan? I got the
0: Bears. So I have them with nine wins.
1: Um, the over under was seven and a
0: half. So I got obviously the over here. Yeah, the quarterback carousel, but like it's been a quarterback carousel there. I feel like the last several years and they've seemed to sneak into the playoffs as a wildcard team. So I think that, I think that's due to the coaching and the strong defense and that hasn't changed. So I think even though there's a quarterback carousel again, you're either going to get Andy Dalton and or Justin Fields and two quarterbacks. I think that will do a good job there. A good enough job there to get nine wins and potentially make a playoff push.
1: Obviously we flip flopped here. I have the Vikings here in the second place. I only have them doing eight wins though. Just like you did, I have them go under the nine wins. Um, Dalvin Cook is a force to be reckoned with. And if offense is clicking and the defense can get pressure, I think they can manage eight wins. But I'm not very high on the Vikings to go much beyond that. I have them at eight wins. So we both agree with the top with the Green Bay Packers. What's their over under, Nathan?
0: Yeah, their over under is 10. I got them at 12 and five. So I'm going to pick the over here. Like I said, I'm not, I don't think because the relationship's healthy. I think it's because Aaron Rodgers is going to throw this season in their faces, show them you should have listened to me more. You should have shown me more respect. Me and Devontae Adams are go out here, and we're going to tear it up, and we're going to do well again, and then we're going to leave you in the dust and have, help you, hope you figure out your franchise as we go be successful somewhere else. That's how I think this is going to be approached by, and so they're going to they're gonna do well, not simply because – it's for the franchise it's just for themselves
1: can't disagree here i have the packers going over as well i also have 12 wins aaron Rodgers always finds a way to make you double think your decisions and that's what he's going to do it's going to be his revenge tour against the management and make them want to really try to make a huge amends to him so i see green bay being super successful in this division um based on my win-loss totals they're going to run away with it early on but their eyes are on a bigger prize down the road hopefully having a deeper run in the playoffs but we'll see if they can get over that hurdle coming up we'll get into more of the playoff breakdown later so we have the packers one and then two and three we flip flop but we have the lions at four now let's move on to the division that we saved for last simply because they have the super bowl champ in their division the nfc South. now in true fashion we're going to go in order of how they placed in their divisions in the last season so we have to start with the Saints. And Nathan, what do you have for the Saints?
0: This is a team, like in the last, I would say, 15 years has really been underwhelming. They've surprisingly had a lot of bad seasons. Uh, they only got one Super Bowl with Drew Brees. I think this is a team without Drew Brees, without not only his talent, but his leadership will, will see a setback. I mean, you still have the coach there that went through the the whole situation with their defense targeting players and stuff. And so it's just... In my opinion, I don't think leadership from a coaching perspective has always been there. I think Drew Brees probably would have been more successful in another franchise, believe it or not. Certainly he had the stats, but you can always get stats. It's just the wins, loss, and success as a franchise is is a little different. You need more than just a a good quarterback. Um, I think you're going to realize how much New Orleans missed Drew Brees more as a leader, not necessarily as a quarterback. I think this team takes a hit um, pretty good, but this is a team... That I f- is one of a select handful that I have in mind that Aaron Rodgers will land next year.
1: Big question, obviously, is who's going to be quarterback for Saints, but also I am questioning the secondary because there's a lot of turnover just going in the recording. We have Patrick Robinson who retired for them. They cut Janoris Jenkins, so will they be able to shore it up? Because the other team in their division. They're going to be. They're going to need their defensive backs to be at top notch to be able to slow them down or hopefully stifle what they want to do. So the big question is, what is the next step? Then moving on, what is the offense going to look like, and are they going to have whoever it's going to be, Winston or Taysom, are they going to have them be a photocopy of Drew Brees the best that they can, or are they going to be able to change it up enough, especially with Michael Thomas having issues with the franchise and getting surgery late whether that was a shot at the franchise sending a message, or it was because he's trying to see if he could rehab it either way, missing that crucial piece is going to put a hindrance on it. So it's really, how are the saints going to gel together and move on will be the big question for this season. Second division, Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Nathan, what are you seeing from them this year?
0: Yeah. um, Dominating all of a sudden Tampa Bay is the only good team in this division. I feel like, Um, you know, which is very weird. It's, you know, just maybe even three years ago, right? Everyone but Tampa Bay had an MVP caliber quarterback, right? And now all of a sudden, only Tampa Bay has the MVP caliber quarterback. So it's almost like like Tom Brady had like predicted this or like could see this coming, where by the time he would get there, Drew Brees and and um, Cam Newton are gone, and and then Matt Ryan's kind of past his prime. And he's just kind of the lone dog. You know, obviously all these other divisions, there's at least one prime quarterback in each of them. And so uh, it's almost like a very clever move by by Tom Brady to, to land himself in Tampa Bay. It's just weird how all of a sudden it was like uh, everyone but Tampa had an MVP caliber quarterback, and now it's three years later, nobody but Tampa has an MVP caliber quarterback. They'll dominate this division. I don't see... Uh, I don't, I, don't, I don't see them uh, anyone contending with them.
1: Last season could have went a very different way with the new atmosphere or scenery for Tom Brady or the playoff run where there was a few times where teams were close, but inevitably Tampa Bay pulled ahead. The big storyline going in this season was Tampa Bay retained all of their starters from last season. The question now becomes, can all these starters stay as productive as they were and be on the field throughout the season in a meaningful capacity. Time will tell on that. Um but yeah, I'm not there they look to be in prime position to take a hold of that division, but time will tell. Next up we have the Carolina Panthers. What are you seeing from them, Nathan?
0: Uh disappointment. Um Sam Darnold is not the answer. I really don't understand where the direction is of this of this franchise. Um, so I, I just, I feel like it's going to be a, a dumpster fire here. They're going to be probably a bottom five team in the NFL this year. Really? The coach is just not working there. And, um, yeah, that's about all I have to say about Carolina.
1: Carolina made things interesting through some games, fantasy football wise. Otherwise this team was nothing right home about. I think Matt rule is entering his final year as Carolina Panthers head coach. I think greener pastures will be out there for him. But like you said, um, definitely in rebuild mode. I like the Horn draft, but I just, there's too many things that they need to fix. Who knows if McCaffrey is going to be able to stay healthy and be out in the field. Hopefully he can, but last season was not a great indication that that is to be. Fourth in the division last season was the Atlanta Falcons. What are you seeing from them, Nathan? They have a new coach. They got rid of
0: Julio Jones. I don't know. At the end of the day, they are still they still have a lot of talent. Um, so I think they, they win a good amount of games because of that, but... Obviously, there's going to be some chemistry, uh, not issues, but just they have to build that chemistry because of the new coaching staff in and and whatnot. And, and so, I feel like it's just going to be an average season for them. They'll win the games, they'll lose games, be around 500. But that's kind of my synopsis there.
1: Big thing with Atlanta that hopefully is a past trend is giving up leads. That was the big thing they always seem to do ever since the Super Bowl has been well well documented, but always stated that. Falcons blow with leads uh, they did against Dallas early on last season and just off and on throughout the season they would just have leads or be within or have games where they have a lead and just can't hold it together hopefully with the change in the coaching staff maybe that's the change they needed to be able to do that a lot of moves in the secondary getting rid of some key pieces there and just trying to move on and trying to just forge a new identity they offense offensively like you said they have great weapons there matt ryan still can get it to them but how effective will they be will be the big question coming in this season did they add the right running back to complement and be able to help out matt ryan we'll see what happens with that. so now let's look at where we think they're going to finish nathan who do you have fourth in division and what's their over and under
0: yeah i got carolina finishing last they over or under right now seven and a half i got the best six Sam Darnold is, you know, I think he could be good if the right weapons and structures behind him, but question marks at the Koji position, question marks everywhere else. I mean, you got McCaffrey, of course, but their defense is, is my biggest concern here. And, and within and you have a bad defense, you're not going to have a good offense. And so I, I, I think they're just, you've got a pretty good offensive power division. I mean, Atlanta is known for their offense, obviously, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady right? And then New Orleans uh, historically has a good offense, maybe without your Brees, it might take a hit, but um, you got to have a good defense in that division. And so six ones, I'll, I'll do the under. I I just don't think they're going to be very good.
1: I also have Carolina here in the fourth spot and I have them going under as well. I don't have six wins though. I have five wins, just not seeing a lot of the right moves for them to be a good contender. And being a division with Tampa Bay, I just, I just don't see promising things happening. Sam Darnold does not have the things he needs to be successful. That doesn't mean they have receivers that can't compete or do well. I just I just don't think this team is in the right direction, so I only have five wins, but I have them fourth as well. Who do you have as the third-place team in this division, Nathan?
0: I have uh, the New Orleans Saints third place. They're over-unders nine. I actually have them set at nine, so it's a push for me. They're just going to be good just because of the the foundation they've built throughout the years. But I think without having Drew Brees and, and his leadership, I think it's going to take a hit. And just trying to find that identity again. I know there's some disagreements with Mike Thomas and restructuring that contract or with signing and bagging the money he needs. So you might see New Orleans entering a rebuild mode after this season, um, and I think they're going to kind of turn that direction. So I got them only at nine wins.
1: I actually have a different team in third place. I have the Atlanta Falcons. I like them trying to make changes and do things differently, but I think I think inevitably there's going to be mistakes made down the path, just some bad tendencies that they, aren't, they are unable to shake off. They'll put up good points, but I think there's still that potential to squander some leads. Not as baffling as ones of the past, but I think they'll still squander some leads, and I only have them getting six wins going under the 7.5 they're projected. So second place, who do you have, Nathan? I've got the Falcons in second
0: place. Um, so I, I don't want to hold their uh, blown leads against them because now they have a new leadership at coach, new everything. So um, I think that plays a big role in this. Um, I, I can't hold that against them. Now, obviously, he has no experience, but he did very, very, very well in Tennessee as offense coordinator. Um, he took that Tennessee team to the AFC Championship game as offense coordinator. He, he turned Ryan Tennahill into... Arguably a Pro Bowl quarterback now. I think he he's very smart. He knows what he's doing. Is he a head coach? I don't know yet. But I'm gonna take my chances that he does good enough here to get them to ten wins. Uh, the over under seven and a half. So I have them blowing that out of the water. You kind of talked about this earlier. I think the the defenses in this division is what's the biggest the biggest issue. Offenses, even though there's some question marks at the quarterback, they still have a lot of weapons. So I think Atlanta can help get through some of these learn this offense in this in this new system under this new coach a little bit easier because of the weaker defenses that they get to go up against so i think they're going 10 wins uh and finishing second in the
1: division well we obviously differ in second place team and also dif- differ in wins I have the saints being second in this division simply because of what you mentioned before the foundation that was laid with this franchise and the pieces they were able to hold on to in the defense. Last year, Drew Brees was very much a shell of himself. There were moments that he was able to pull the game out, but down the stretch, it was just, it was hard to watch. And we talked about that a time or two, not on this podcast, but in just conversations. And I feel like this team can do just enough based on how other teams are still building up to be second in this division. And for me, I'm on the same page as you in terms of wins. I have nine wins, so it's a push with the over under also being at nine. So pushing on that one i can't get myself to go over those nine wins but i'm having enough faith in the franchise to stay at nine wins so we both agree on our super bowl champs of this last season tampa bay buccaneers winning this division what do you have for their over and under and what's your projected win total nathan
0: so the tampa Bay 12 our tampa bay over and under 12 i had them at 12 so another push for me a lot of people think
1: oh they're going to go 17 and oh
0: this and that Returning all 22 starters isn't always a good thing because that means you didn't get better. And other teams did get better, like the Kansas City Chiefs, I felt like, are a better team than they were last year. Tampa Bay is not better, and one would argue they could actually be worse because they kept the same 22 because now people are a year older, right? I would also argue this, that there's a lot of players on that team that they're satisfied with one ring. And so a lot of them are like, I got my Super Bowl ring. I have nothing else to play for. And as a result, they they don't have that motivation to play as hard and as competitive as, let's say, last year when it's like, oh, my gosh, we have Tom Brady here in Tampa Bay. We can win this. I never thought I would ever win one in Tampa Bay. you know. So there's, there's people, there's players of those 22 starters that are happy with that one Super Bowl ring. But Tom Brady has all of a sudden turned Tampa Bay into Championship City. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won the— uh, the Stanley Cup uh, the icing the Rays playing in the World Series so maybe he just brings a swag that just makes everyone never satisfied you know which would be pretty incredible which makes him you know obviously a very phenomenal quarterback and football player and just an athlete and competitor in general so but I I think Tampa Bay will be slightly underwhelming They'll still win, they'll still dominate, but the expectations are extremely high. People think returning all 22 starters is a good thing. I wouldn't say it's a good thing, um, necessarily. It really depends on the situation. Um, I, I think here, I think you won't see Tampa Bay maybe being as good as what they're being projected to be.
1: I also have Tampa Bay pushing as well, getting 12 wins. A lot of what you said are items we've talked about before. Yes, it's impressive that you can bring back all 22 starters after winning the Super Bowl, but a lot of those players were getting long in the tooth. They have been around the league for quite a few years. And in the NFL especially, that age can show up very quickly depending on your position. And I don't see Tom Brady digressing as much because he has the offense tailored to what his skill sets are strong in, but other players may start showing that wear and tear and an injury here or there, do you have the depth to be able to cover for that spot? Like you've indicated, will you still have that same defensive tenacity? Because that's really what I feel like propelled them to the position that they ended up at the end of the season is their defense was just so stifling. Are you still going to have that? Are people going to see holes or gaps in the system or the scheme and exploit those? What is going to happen with that? Because you have offensive weapons, but how well are you going to be able to get the ball to them? A few offensive linemen go down. Just so many question marks going into this season about them. And like you said, they didn't really upgrade any positions. They just kind of stayed even. They just thought, oh, well, those are good enough. And are they coming back just as good as last season? So I have them at 12 wins. I have them winning this division. I don't think it's going to be a problem for them to win this division. But how far does is this momentum going to carry them? the postseason
0: yeah very good analysis there uh i i think if it wasn't for tampa bay this could be the weakest division next year in my opinion uh, but i think your nfc least is gonna take that crown again
1: absolutely we gotta win something and worst division could be that for uh for the taking so now that we've hit every division you can go ahead and check out see what we had your team at when we come and revisit this we'll look at our division winners pick our wild cards and see where we're going to get to the super bowl our projected super bowls and see if there's going to be some disalignment here and if we'll have some changes or some conversations about who we have as potential super bowl champs i know nathan has a system he talked about of how he comes about it and so i'll be interested to see how that comes into play when we get into that part of the season
0: absolutely i think uh I have my playoff teams, and by the way, we're bound to change our records because there's been changes made since previous recordings, so we might shuffle some things around. And More or less on my playoff teams, it's how the playoffs are going to go. I still have to I still have to figure that out based off my little formula that I have, so I'm very excited. This formula hasn't failed in the last 10 Super Bowls, so if you want to make some early bets, tune in.
1: Yep, and that'll be coming around the corner. But for tonight, we're going to go ahead and call it a wrap. We cover the NFC North. NFC South. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Sports Forecasters. You've been listening to Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez, and we'll see you next time.